everyone. Welcome to My Kind of Weird. My name is Anthony, the podcast where we pitch you something nerdy to read, watch and listen to. Now we're deep in the dirty 30s with episode number 30 and we are going to go straight into this episode's pitches. But before we do that, you can, of course, Do the nice little things where you subscribe to the podcast uh, feed. Uh, You can find that on your Spotify and wherever else you can get the audio. And the advantage of that is you get to hear more of the sounds, the the, uh, audio, the copyrighted content because uh, YouTube is a son of a bitch. So, something watchable. The Winter King TV series season one. Darkness is coming. The Saxons will take the Isle. Come home, Arthur. Only you can save Britain. I'm my own man. No family, no country. You truly are my bastard. The gods, they have a plan for you. Bring the country together. It's your destiny. I've recently caught that on uh, Stan in Australia. If you're overseas, I'm not quite sure where you're going to get that from, but it's a show that's based on the Arthurian legend, and it's also loosely based on Bernard Cornwell's trilogy of novels, The Warlord Chronicles. Now, it takes place in sort of your post-Roman Empire, Dark Age Britain, where the warlord uh, Arthur Pendragon has been banished um, after a failed quest um, by by his father, of course. Um, the majority of the show spends its time uh, looking at Arthur, there's um, and of course his his knights. Merlin makes several appearances through it, but you'll find that this show spends more time pitching itself as sort of this savage, uh, um, almost uh, Game of Thrones ish, or even uh, the TV show Vikings. If you're into Vikings. Um, uh, version of of the uh, of uh, the Arthurian legend, um, you'll find that um, although Merlin is in it, there isn't quite as much magic. In fact, this show spends more time sort of pitching Arthur, uh, sorry, pitching Merlin as a um, more of a pagan uh, uh, witch, uh, uh, a um, magi- uh, not quite a magician, more of a um, I guess a shaman, if you will, and also spends a bit of time on the on his sort of his acolyte, who is uh, play who is Nimue, who was played by Ellie James, and her storyline is far more interesting. There's um, the the sort of the main sort of motivation of the story is, of course, um, Arthur's uh, I guess half brother Mordred is. Um, has just been born and the folks that have been sort of dispatched to look after him um, and to make sure he's safe, one of them sort of goes rogue and does what he can to sort of uh, usurp power. Meanwhile, Arthur sort of has this 
problem where he um, wants to basically stay where he is. He has no interest in becoming a king, even though um, because he's a bastard son, but also because he just has no interest in it. So there's sort of that sort of that dynamic of um, him being a um, him that that conflict internally. Um, that said, though, if we just go back to Nimue for just a moment, um, Nimue probably has the most interesting uh arc within the first season um but then there's also quite uh, quite a lot of more brutal elements to the show for some reason we need to see a baby die when uh i say a baby die i don't mean like it dies from like you know cholera or the plague off screen i don't even mean like it's in um Battlestar Galactica, where off-screen again you hear the snapping of a neck by um, a Cylon. We're talking about we actually see a baby get stabbed in the heart as, you know, an infant. So that's a thing. If you like sort of um, brutal violence, if you like the idea of Arthur, of the Arthurian legend, being more of a uh, pagan take and less of a magical take, take, then this... Uh, show will definitely be for you it's definitely not the sword in the stone now something readable as far as i'm concerned conan the barbarian published by titan comics is really capitalizing off the great sort of marvel published uh kind of the barbarian comics which we saw in the 80s and early 90s now i'm going to be pitching you issue seven which is coming off the back of the events of conan and his band of pirates the glory hounds and the confrontation they had with a supernatural evil after uh doing uh uh, doing a sort of a, uh, a raid into this uh, compound, which involved sort of psycho monks to find what's called the Tarim's Touch, which is sort of a medallion. But unbeknownst to them, it also um, was possessed by this sort of this supernatural evil. So Conan the Barbarian Issue 7 reveals more about... Um, a complex love affair that he had with Belit, a love affair that haunts Conan when it's ended abruptly with her death. This sort of then sort of uh, traverses into the uh, the current day where in issue six we saw Conan being attacked by um, uh, Chandra, who was one of the glory hounds and who he was um, having a, if you know what I mean. Um, so we get a Chandra who was trying to stab Conan. She succeeds and then tries to uh, finish the job. And she's quite possessed, almost in a evil dead kind of possessed way. Very sort of, you know, the white eyes, the vacant stares, zombie-like, if you will. Um, and then this doesn't stop with her when he sort of dispatches her. It also filters through to the other remaining glory hounds who have managed to uh, kill off the remainder of the uh, the crew that's on the ship that uh, Conan and Co are partying on. Now the colours and vibrancy alone is wasting no time transforming this Conan the Barbarian story arc from a fantasy story of 
swords and steel into this almost a horror fantasy epic that pulls absolutely no punches. Then there's the mapping out of the story, the details that are explored, the motivations of each character from main to supporting cast are a complete level up from Jim Zub, who is the writer. Um, There's also elements of the comic book that really don't need to be done, but are done. As a matter of fact, there's the quotation on sort of your first uh, page, which catches you up with the story, which sort of gives you that very much fantasy feel where you watch like, uh, sorry, where you read like a fantasy uh, novel. And at the start of each chapter, you might have a quote that sort of um, uh, immerses you in that fantasy epic that you're reading. And we get that from Conan the Barbarian issue seven. But because of Doug Braithwaite's artwork, it feels more like we're getting a Lee Cronin's The Evil Dead uh, movie. If you've watched the most recent Evil Dead movie, you'd know exactly what I mean. And it also feels at the same time that we're getting less of just another Conan the Barbarian fable. It's absolutely outstanding. It's something you should definitely pick up when it's released. And finally, for something listenable, we have symphonic black metal ensemble Vespian Sorry. Vespian <laughs> Sorrows, not Vespian Sorrows, uh, latest album Awaken the Grey Light, which is also their fifth studio album and represents their return to writing um, as a whole um, and releasing as a whole since the band have been on a hiatus for around 12 years. It's this captivating blend of atmospheric black metal. Um, there's You've got your symphonic elements. Um, It takes you through this sort of this haunting um, uh, sonic experience, I guess you could say. symphonies but there's also just this raw energy behind um uh the the band and the songs that you get on this um album now this album is coming out in april 26th through black line records um slash sound pollution the band come from austin texas and they're really unlike any other black metal group you've probably seen or listened to as they sort of get away from the, the Satanism, the anti-Christianity and the paganism element that you tend to get from a lot of black metal acts like your, like your Demi Borgir, Big Borgir's, your Emperor's, your Cradle of Filth. And this one has more of that um, uh, sort of uh, approach around the lyrics, around things like um, exploring the cosmos, the darkness of the cosmos. So it's a little bit Lovecraftian in a way. There's the sorrow there's the sadness and we mentioned the darkness as well so and almost uh, approaches depression in a neat little way which is fantastic itself too um 
what I find and what I really get from this band and and this release as a whole is this release is sort of your happy medium between sort of the really raw underground black metal bands that you can get um, and a happy medium between that and sort of your more produced and sometimes overly produced sounds of like Demon Book Gear um, and Cradle of Filth. So it's sort of that that happy medium. Um, there's one thing that I really like about this band is there's that uh, sort of almost raspy, raw um, feel to the to the sound of um, Orlando uh, Logan Oliveira's vocals. Uh, so there's the thunderous bass line of Gabe Reyes. Um, sorry if I butchered that. But then also the um, the interesting uh, soaring uh, guitar riffs from uh, Will Rohirrim, and then finally the the relentless drumming blast beats, and oh, and sometimes keys as well from Christopher Nunez. I don't envy Christopher's um, need to perform drums and keys in a live environment. But uh, there you have it. I mean, that's pretty much my what i would have to pitch for something listenable to check out um but please do um this is a band that should definitely um be playing at a lot more festivals overseas if you're in america check them out in a live environment support live music so that's it for this episode's my kind of weird my name is Anthony, your host. If you've enjoyed this My Kind of Weird episode, you can, of course, send me suggestions. If you are a creator, if you are an artist, if you're a musician, if you create films and you have something that is sort of in the, the weird category, the dark category, the fantastical category, and you think that it's worth me pitching on this podcast, then please send it over to Podcast at gmail.com there of course is the instagram that we have the instagram is quite good it's uh, we've got a couple of thousand people there that are following supporting and engaging with uh the posts so it's good to have discussion about art that's different so for now uh my name is anthony your host from my kind of weird and i'll see you all and you'll hear me in the next episode